A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Zone. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your day. Well, a little upbeat music to begin our Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm BPM Yankees. So glad you're along with us. I thought we'd bring a, a little upbeat tempo to start our day because the weather is improving today by quite a little bit. Now, it's going to bring with it some challenges as far as precipitation is concerned, though. Uh, today, we're going to have some clouds. 34 are expected high. Showers could be ending by midday. So that could mean a little sloppiness out there today. For tomorrow, cloudy skies, but still 33 degrees. Then on Friday, we've got mostly cloudy skies down to 22. Saturday, sunshine, but it comes at a bit of a cost. 18 degrees are expected high on Saturday. Of course, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details coming up. Speaking of details, we'll head back to the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells, where the Wisconsin Fair Association's annual convention is quickly drawing to a conclusion. 33 different candidates from across the state want to be the next Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs. Now, we'll be bringing you all that action as quickly as we can tonight via Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. So if you haven't already checked out Taylor Schaefer's posts from the fair convention, please pop on over there and see some of the fun folks she's had a chance to interact with. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's hard to imagine when you look outside that we're just months away from another Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. I'm Jill Welke at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the thing is, Pam, folks up here are going to get a pretty good look at that show for the next few years. You are right, Jill. Chippewa County, the latest county to step up and sign a contract with Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. They plan to host the big show come 2024. I'm the fabulous Farm Bee Pam Yonke at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I caught up with Arnie Jennerman, who is the general manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. And believe you me, he's pretty happy that he's got counties committed through 2024. And he's also reflecting back on the successful show that Eau Claire County hosted in 2021. Remember, that show had been postponed from 2020. And Jennerman said one thing he learned after that event is that people from outside of agriculture are still very interested in where their food comes from. I think it's really a positive that we're recognizing how how intertwined ag, our ag industries are with economic development. And so in Chippewa County, we have a very uh, forward-thinking economic development uh, uh, resource, and, um, and they were on board with the show, and that's really what our entree was, in fact. So we're really thankful for that. 
And we're kind of seeing that around the state. I think we really realize, and we probably have for a while, how how tightly uh, linked agriculture is with tourism. You know, there's even the term agritourism now, the, the whole farm-to-table, educating our consumers. And I think we're also interested in, in what farms have been able to do to um, – to expand up the supply chain. Uh, Hunsinger Foods in Eau Claire was a great example, a horseradish farm that also is a packaged goods company, Silver Spring. And I think we want to be able to showcase those opportunities for ag base to to not just be price takers, but also to have branded products. And, um, and uh, you know, economically, I think those are real positives. So I think we'll have that opportunity in our future shows as well. The um, the show in twenty two at Rail Acres will also feature a farm that's expanded into um, an event facility, and so I think that's really um, what we like to see at our show, and we like to have everybody come to the show and and leave seeing something that they can use uh, on their operation. Excellent. Now let's go back again to what we were talking about with Eau Claire County. The the success of that show probably taught us something, Arnie. You alluded to it earlier, recognizing the uh, outside audience that's becoming our main audience, consumers, food processing companies. What else did you le- learn about the function of the show, uh, the resiliency that Eau Claire County was able to put together? I mean, we don't know what the future could be. Could be a pandemic, could just be a, a nasty hailstorm or a windstorm. What did you learn about Eau Claire County in Eau Claire County that we need to take forward? Well, one of the things we, we saw was the resilience of the um, the local leadership, the leadership of our, on our executive committee, the co- uh, committees that run the show, and the volunteers. The show really can't operate without volunteers. We have over 1,500 volunteers that uh, direct traffic and serve food and do all the other things that it takes to to basically create a city in the middle of an alfalfa field and then uh, take everything back down. And so um, so we really saw how important they were and how it was important that they stayed on, on task and on focus for that extra year. The other thing we found is uh, it was a challenging year for manufacturers in terms of the availability of equipment and um, and staff, and that continues to be a challenge. Um, in um, you know, Claire, we did not have field demos because there just was not the machinery available. We were um, fortunate that the uh, the showgrounds were pretty well populated with equipment. It probably means a bunch of uh, folks had equipment they didn't get for a couple of weeks because it was at the show. But uh, but that's a challenge that uh, manufacturers have right now too. In fact, we just heard recently that the big show in in uh, the UK, the Hanover show, was canceled for this uh, this coming spring. So that's an ongoing challenge, and we really hope that that gets sorted out. It has to get sorted out. We really hope that supply chain issue and just having staff available um, is something that uh, gets uh, sorted out as we go forward. You know, I guess we that's one thing we overlook. Arnie Jennerman in studio with us. He's the general manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Maybe we should just give you kudos for being able to keep the show going. Well, you said many others have either pushed pause again or disappeared altogether. Let's talk about Rail Acres. We're going to be up in uh, the Loyal area, uh, July, second week of July, for, uh, I guess we'll call it a more traditional show, Arnie, with uh, the farm field demos back online and a couple other elements. Tell me what you're seeing and maybe how are the exhibitors talking about participating in 2022? So in uh, in 2022, the, the show will be at Rail Acres in Clark County uh, near Loyal, and um, that farm is a, a more traditional dairy farm. I think um, you know that that region up there is a really strong dairy dairy area, as is the Chippewa County area and Eau Claire. 
So we'll be on a dairy farm, and they're determined to have um, field demos, and they have uh, vendors that are on board to do that. They actually have some local manufacturers in that area, ag equipment manufacturers. So um, so we'll see field demos again um, in 2022. Um, I think... There's a lot of positives about the show. I think we're excited about it, and I think um, they'll ha- they'll have a good show up there. After we get through Clark County, then uh, a little bit of a anomaly for 2023. Back down more in uh, southern Wisconsin, going to a neutral site, Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club Show grounds between Baraboo and Wisconsin Dells. But it had a unique uh, hook to get the Wisconsin Farm Technology Days board to take that into consideration and ultimately sign a contract. What did you find attractive about that Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club grounds? Well, Pam, uh, it's a great question. I think um, for those folks, and many people probably from around the state have been to their shows. They've had uh, that facility there for a number of years. Um, it is a beautiful facility. They keep uh, upgrading it and adding to it, and it, it's a central location. And one of the things that uh, Farm Technology Days has, has looked at for a number of years is potentially having a fixed site that we can go back to periodically. And so that's one opportunity there with good road access and the central location and lots of other attractions Uh um, we're really close to Baraboo, um at the grounds there, close to the Dells. And so um, so I think we saw that as a real opportunity. And the club's been very supportive as well. I think the uh, the connection between the old and the new will be really interesting at that show. And I think that's one of the things I it's always impressed me about agriculture is um, we really understand how important technology is. We cherish the past, but we're willing to adjust to the future. And, um, you know, many of us are collectors of old farm machinery and it's about the machinery, but it's really about the people that drove that. And, and, uh, and so we cherish that. And I think that's really, uh, really a, a neat tradition. So, so we're really looking forward to that show, the, the old and the new uh, coming together. And I think that'll be uh, interesting for our visitors. And I think we're, we, we should have a good show there, too. It's a great place, great location. So we're looking forward to that one as well. You know, and uh, like we said, maybe a vision of the future. You said that the board is always keeping their ears open and trying to stay objective about the possibility of a pseudo-permanent site. Yes, we're we're looking at that. That as as we know, and unfortunately, a number of farms in the state has is is has gotten smaller over the years. So some of the opportunities in the counties might become um, less available. And so we want to have a facility that we can go back to periodically, and just alternating uh, might have some strengths as well. Some of the other um, the show in Illinois and uh, Iowa that actually goes back and forth between fixed sites in those two states. Um, so, um, so we've been uh, over the years. Uh, Wisconsin Farm Tech Days has looked at a few sites within the state, and uh, so we'll we'll uh, we look forward to that opportunity. And we're looking at some other possibilities as well uh, for future shows or for a site that we can go back to on occasion. So uh, we're still happy to have counties and look forward to have counties that that want to host the show. And I think that's really an important feature of our show as we move around the state. So we don't want to lose that entirely. So um, so we want to kind of try to have both those opportunities available to us. Well, we'll continue to monitor the situation, but the good news now, we have Chippewa County committed to hosting the 2024 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days event. Arnie Gentleman in studio with us, General Manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. And as we said, as with many things in our life, it changes, it evolves, it morphs into a fresh show every year. Now you know that we've got at least through 2024 on the docket and ready to proceed. W. 
www.farmtechnologydays.com is another spot you can go to find out more about those individual counties that are going to be stepping forward. And, of course, you know we'll be there. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Mutual Insurance, Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Escape the madness and hit the snowy, snowy slopes at Tyrol Basin. With Mother Nature and massive snow-making equipment on your side, all the runs are open with thousands of pounds of that champagne powder you just love to cut through. It's the perfect place for all levels of skiing and snowboarding. And perhaps you're not too sure about skis and snowboards. Well, Tyrol Basin's got that covered. Grab your friends and check out the gigantic snow tubing hill and have an absolute blast this winter season. From the family-friendly snow tubing and beginner slope options to the more challenging runs for the highly experienced. It's all right here at Tyrol Basin. Change your winter experience forever. It's an exhilarating breath of fresh air. Escape the madness. Hit the snowy slopes and join the Tyrol Basin family. Just minutes from Madison near Mount Horeb. For details on hours and pricing, visit TyrolBasin.com. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And time to get the good news today about where we're headed weather-wise. It is a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. And our man, Stumach Ag Meteorologist, probably smiling this morning with this kind of a forecast to deliver compared to the past couple of days. Yeah, it's a pretty nice one. I don't think people want to throw stuff at me. That's one way to look at it. (laughs) That's good today. That's good today. Somebody was telling me that this is the first time in 2022 that we're going to be above freezing. Does that sound about right? I think we were close early on, but yeah, it seems that way. Let's put it that way. Uh, After all, we've been pretty cold so far through January, and all of a sudden we have this more mild air mass. Morning temperatures this morning in most cases, are above yesterday's highs. And those highs yesterday came late in the day and into the nighttime. So we are really talking about some moderation, a pretty nice beginning to the day. But there it is. There's an Alberta clipper dropping south in Minnesota. Yeah, there's a little scattered light snow in the central part of the state. St. Cloud still northwest of the Twin Cities. A little area down heading toward Rochester in southeast Minnesota. There's some sprinkly rain in southwest Minnesota, northwest Iowa as well this morning. Yes, that's going to move on into our areas today. Scattered light snow, maybe a little drizzle or freezing drizzle. That's the unfortunate part. 
You may find some slippery spots with light precipitation. I see there's some indication that roadways have frosted a bit, especially in western Wisconsin this morning. You know, that blacktop was certainly a lot colder. And as the air temperature warmed up, as the dew point temperature was actually warmer than that surface of the blacktop, it formed a little frosty layer. You'll see that this morning. Could be a little slippery. Be careful heading out and getting going. Even that back step could be the one that catches you off guard because it might be slick. Otherwise, I really do just expect some very light precipitation. Yes, it could be a small mix today, but skies start clearing out later on, at least for a time. There'll be another clipper zipping in, and it again could mean just some very light snow toward daybreak or into Thursday morning. I don't expect to yield much, just very light precipitation. And I know we've all heard about the system coming for the end of the week. Some snow that I expect develops later Friday into Friday night. Uh, most of the forecast maps I'm seeing today really indicating the heaviest snow in southwest Minnesota, western parts of Iowa, and north central Iowa. Oh, there may be some small accumulations here in Wisconsin, but I don't think it's going to be inches and inches. I guess we don't feel too terrible about that. It doesn't do a whole lot for snowmobiling or skiing, but we are going to be a little colder as we head toward the weekend, and there will be some snowfall around as we make our way through Friday, a little colder than for Saturday and Sunday, some moderation again into early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. I'm Dr. Jasmine Zapata, Chief Medical Officer for Community Health at the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Join me in saving lives. Every year, about 21,000 lung cancer deaths are caused by radon in the U.S. What is radon? It's an odorless, tasteless, and colorless gas that can cause lung cancer. Radon comes from the natural breakdown of uranium in the soil, enters homes through small cracks and openings, and builds up inside. Any home can have radon. New homes, old homes, apartments, drafty homes, well-sealed homes, homes with and without basements. About 1 in 10 Wisconsin homes has high levels of radon. Does yours? Testing is the only way to know. Testing for radon is an easy and low-cost way to save a life, many lives. For more information, call 1-888-LOW-RADON or visit lowradon.org. Test. Fix. Save a life. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. All righty, Stu. Go ahead and give us some of those details. I saw this morning when I was uh, pulling in that uh, the city trucks in Madison were out, probably putting down a little road treatment, uh, speaking to that frost that you said's developed. Yeah, that most likely was starting to show up. So uh, on this Wednesday morning, your Compure Financial Ag Weather update does include some of that little frostiness this morning and otherwise a cloudy day. Look for the development of light snow. There may be just a little drizzle or freezing drizzle at La Crosse this morning. Some drizzle toward Madison as you head toward late morning into the afternoon. That snow will start and end from west to east today and skies will even clear in the west after it happens. I'd look for highs today in the mid-30s. Let's say 36 or so. Maybe we'll hit a bit warmer at La Crosse and winds will be out of the west at about 5. Overnight, mostly cloudy. A small chance of snow late in the night. We drop down in the mid-20s, 24 or so. North winds at 5. A little light snow, at least to start the day Thursday. Still mostly cloudy, not uncomfortable. Low to mid-30s, 33 or 34. Northwest winds about 5 to 10. And then Friday, mostly cloudy. That snow developing with the bigger system in the west. But we hold in the low 20s, maybe even an upper teen in western Wisconsin Friday. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. And unfortunately, Pam, I expect Saturday and Sunday, upper teens and low 20s 
is about the best we're going to do. So enjoy that warmth today and what's still going to be pretty comfortable tomorrow because the cool returns for a little while. Yep, figured that. All right, Stu, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Have a great day. Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist, with a little bit of an uplifting weather forecast for us. It's all brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial on this Wednesday morning. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. Boy, you're not going to want to leave us now. More details coming up from the Wisconsin Fair Association Convention in Wisconsin Dells. 33 candidates that want to be our next Fairs to the Fairs. Taylor Schaefer's got more coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Attorney John Rihala. Car crashes happen in an instant. A distracted driver crosses the center line into your lane, or road construction makes everyone stop except for the truck in your rearview mirror. Life changes in that moment, and now the world feels very different. We can help you. At Clifford & Rihala, our experienced attorneys know that someone badly injured in a crash can feel confused and even overwhelmed by everything that follows. Doctor's appointments, bills, missed work, and maybe an insurance company calling and pressuring you to settle right now before you even know what your injuries are. Call us. Clifford & Rihala is ready to help you, and we won't stop fighting until we reach your maximum recovery. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. The Bergstrom used car sale is underway at all Bergstrom locations. Get 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Plus, inventory grows daily. Shop Wisconsin's largest used vehicle inventory, all with upfront pricing, including their exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. These vehicles are Primo Prime Select and Certified. Warranty included. Swap your old beater for something neater, as Bergstrom will give you top dollar for your trade-in. Plus, 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Two approved credit on 2016 and newer vehicles. Older vehicles qualify for different rates. See store for details. Stop into any Bergstrom location today or shop and purchase at BergstromAuto.com. Hurry! Bergstrom's financing offer during the used car sale ends January 31st, 2022. When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready-mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long-lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on advanced concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. It's that time of year for giving and taking. With so many people shopping online because of the pandemic, this holiday season, we are expected to have a record-breaking year for home deliveries and those pesky porch pirates. These adventurous thieves feast on crimes of opportunity, often finding their treasure in apartment complexes and vulnerable front porches. If you'd like to keep your deliveries, Madison Erie Crime Stoppers has a few package theft prevention tips. Have your packages held at your local carrier facility for pickup. Take advantage of ship-to-store for curbside pickup or check out Amazon's locker feature. You can request that your package have a signature confirmation upon delivery. Ask your carrier to place packages in an area out of 
airplane view, have packages delivered to your work, schedule delivery for times you will be home, have packages delivered to a neighbor who is home, or install a video doorbell. Since they are already on your property and porch, some of these porch pirates will also check for unlocked doors. So make sure that the exterior of your home and any vehicles are locked up every day and night. If you have any information regarding porch pirates, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Escape the madness and hit the snowy, snowy slopes at Tyrol Basin. With Mother Nature and massive snow-making equipment on your side, all the runs are open with thousands of pounds of that champagne powder you just love to cut through. It's the perfect place for all levels of skiing and snowboarding. And perhaps you're not too sure about skis and snowboards. Well, Tyrol Basin's got that covered. Grab your friends and check out the gigantic snow tubing hill and have an absolute blast this winter season. From the family-friendly snow tubing and beginner slope options to the more challenging runs for the highly experienced. It's all right here at Tyrol Basin. Change your winter experience forever. It's an exhilarating breath of fresh air. Escape the madness. Hit the snowy slopes and join the Tyrol Basin family. Just minutes from Madison near Mount Horeb. For details on hours and pricing, visit TyrolBasin.com. At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy. Tom's Auto Center. Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. How about the game of Tyler Wall last night? Oh, my God. Wisconsin hangs on to beat Maryland in a nail-biter, 70-69. to Brad Davison missed that free throw at the end and then purposely missed the second, so they had to throw up a prayer. Uh, Worked out nice, but... I guess let's start with the... Actually, let's start with the bad, Zach. What the hell is up with the 8 minutes and 20 seconds not scoring a bucket? Yeah, that... I called it the collapse. It probably isn't a collapse. It's probably just, uh, I would say, the middle. They they were great to start, not so good in the middle, and then they played well enough uh, in the last half to win that game. This is, I mean, that's Wisconsin, isn't it? At times now you expect it not to happen with with Johnny Davis, but he can't do everything. He can't be perfect every night. He wasn't perfect last night, so um, you're going to have issues like that. But man, for the, the same reason they they started out what up twenty nine to eight is the same reason they can go eight fifty three without a bucket. It's just that's Wisconsin basketball. You're going to get hot. You're going to get cold and you're going to hope that it doesn't happen at the wrong time. Yeah, hot and cold, also a Katy Perry song. Um, I prefer that over the Badger being cold for 8 minutes and 20 seconds. But, my God, Zach, Tyler Wall, uh, other negatives really quick. Um, what, what's something else in that game that was uh, concerning to you besides the collapse? Was there anything else there? Or so you could just look at the collapse and be like, this is the reason why it was close? Well, I mean, Maryland had is still winless in the conference. So I think that there's a little bit of a um, – desperation on their part so i thought that they probably were going to come out and play well wisconsin uh, came out and played really really well for that first what was it the first close to 12 minutes of the game yeah. where they came out and, and played the way that they did so i i, I think when you when you're on the road in the big i don't i don't think any road win no matter whether it's nebraska maryland purdue like whatever win that is in the big 10 it's a good one because it's not easy to win the big 10 and essentially if you're going to win the big 10 title you have to split your road games, um, and right now Wisconsin on the road two and one, so that's a, that's pretty good. I'm not, I don't, I mean, you can look at 
dive into it, look at all the negative things if you want, but I think any road win in the Big Ten is is a good one. Oh, for sure. I totally agree with that. Uh, we got a good one right here in our sports director, Zach Halprin. Uh, also a good one last night from Tyler Wall. Um, wow, career-high 21 points from Tyler Wall. This is uh, is he the third option coming in then scoring-wise, or is it a Chucky Hepburn? Like, or is that just you know oh. people being taken turns uh, fiddle to you know Johnny Davis and Brad Davison? I think it's going to be a turn thing, but if you I mean the last what five games he's been in double digits four times so i i think i think that's going to be a situation where this is going to be him more often not he's the older guy right he's the old he's the older guy he's the he's essentially i mean you maybe stephen crawl at times but he's essentially their only true big man with a post game and uh so i think unless unless teams are going to double him in the post i think he's not going to get it all the time but he's been able to back guys down and find a way to get the ball in the basket especially of late he still has not hit a three-pointer this year, um, so that is a little bit concerning. But for the most part, I think you have to be uh, happy if that's your third guy or or fourth guy on a, on a regular night. I mean, Johnny Davis is your one. Brad Davis is more than often not going to be your two. But Tyler Wall showed the ability to step up and be that second-leading second guy several times. And you go back and look at his, his highest-scoring games without him, um, I'm not sure they win a couple of those games. Certainly not last night. Probably uh, going back to the – uh, tournament in Vegas, he had 18 against St. Mary's. Probably don't win that game without him. So they have probably a couple more losses if they don't have him on their roster. Yeah, um, he's been was really impressive uh, last night. So Zach, moving forward now, Wisconsin, which three games in a seven day span, right? Going three and zero is pretty nice, you're, baby. You know, you know, uh, probably should 2019. Cause you're, yeah, because you're looking right at it. No, um, I'm looking at Twitter, waiting for Ryan Pace to be fired. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but Rowdy, you can you vouch? Before. I can't see a screen. He can vouch. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I, I'll send you a picture. Uh, either way, it, it's a rarity that it happens uh, for Wisconsin. Winning three straight or three Big Ten games in a week and two of them being on the road hadn't happened since early January or late January 2019. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's huge. Like it, we, any, I think anybody would have taken two and one, and they would have thought the two and one or the one would have been at Purdue and you beat Iowa and Maryland on the road. But, I mean, to go three and oh, that's just – Redonkulous. Yes. Especially when you got number three, you know, Purdue in there and, you know, a tough road win last night, right? Where do you guys, yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you guys think they end? I mean, obviously the top 25 doesn't mean a ton, but going from 23, they beat number three Purdue. Ten teams in front of them lost, I believe. Hmm. Uh, So, I mean, where do they go? Could they, could they jump all the, I mean, I think they're going to be in the top 15. 15. In the top 15. I don't know how high they go in the top 15, but. I mean, considering where this team was expected to be before the season, the fact that we're even talking about potential top 15. It's fantastic. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the excitement is building. 33 different candidates from across the state of Wisconsin would like to become our 54th Fairest of the Fairs, acting as ambassador to county fairs and the Wisconsin State Fair for 2022. Tonight, they'll make the final announcement at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells, and we'll be there. I'm Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us on a Wednesday morning. Also, Caitlin Riley from the Wisconsin Beef Council. She's along with us as well on a Wednesday with our checkoff chat. That's in just a little bit. So today is the 12th day of January. On this day, back in 1908, the first long-distance radio message. It was broadcast from the Eiffel Tower in Paris. The scientist that made the broadcast was heard by an audience 
of 50. I hope there's more of you out there today. And also, happy anniversary to actor-comedian Bob Newhart. He and his wife, Ginny, got married on this day back in 1963. They're still together today. Congratulations. And now you know. It is a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. Remember, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And along with us, as usual, our friend Ashley Hewen, who's trying to do his best to keep yourself warm, I imagine, this time of the year. Although my midweek things have improved a little bit. I was teasing Ashley. That's one nice thing about the Steffes Group. All the activity happening online. You don't have to show up and freeze your fanny off to get in a good bid. Yeah, you know, um, this month of January, when it's so cold, most of our auctions are all online only, so you can stay in a warm, easy chair and just bid away. That makes it really nice. How's volume been? You know, with the holiday season, people may get distracted, but then again, end of the calendar year, looking to try to lay their hands on equipment that they can have on the farm for those tax uh, implications. How's uh, volume been going, Ashley? Yeah, so it was just absolutely crazy, the end of the year stuff and all that, and, and of course, Guess what? There's a whole bunch of spillover from then. Uh, so the second January auction is actually going to be pretty busy. We've got a bunch of cat tractors on that sale. You want to check that out. And then we're kind of looking to spring. It seems like we're booking new auctions every day. Our catalog uh, cutoff to be in the spring catalog is going to be the first week of February. So to get in the spring catalog, keep that in mind as a deadline. Mm-hmm. One big item that you've got coming up is right here in our backyard in Wisconsin. You've got a dairy that's coming up in March. Tell me more about that parcel. Yeah, we do. Just south of home a little ways. Um, we're still getting details as we speak, but that'll be um, a live cattle auction for dairy cattle. Then we're going to sell the real estate and farmland. It will be an online auction. And then the week after that, once the cattle are gone, we're going to have a machinery sale that's going to be online as well. Excellent. All right, so like we said, always remember to check back at the Steffes Group's website, Steffes, com, and don't forget about their app that's available to keep you entertained and informed through the winter months as well. Their office number, toll-free, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609, and don't forget, like you said, that dairy auction coming up towards the month of March, just south of Toma. We'll be talking more about that. Ashley Hewen along with us. Taylor Schaefer is also along with us on this Wednesday morning. She's up in Wisconsin Dells with the Wisconsin Fair Association's annual convention well underway. And this morning, she brings us an update on how the vendor partners many county fairs are dependent on, namely carnival rides, some of those strolling acts. How did they fare through the pandemic? Taylor? Before a carnival opens to the public, whether that be at a county or state fair or even a community event, there is a much larger story to tell from carnival staff who work in this business year-round. Some travel the country with their families and spend the off-season preparing for the next year with safety courses and equipment updates, while others travel completely on their own. I'm here with Greg Chico, the Outdoor Amusement Business Association president and CEO. And Greg, when we talk about what it takes to move a carnival from town to town throughout the year, reliable employees have to be part of that conversation. Between carnival setup, tear down, the actual operation of the carnival, and even travel time, how has that nationwide shortage of workers that we've seen across the board impacted the carnival industry? Have you had issues finding employees now that you're back up and running? Well, over the last several years, we've had issues. We utilize the H2B guest worker program, 
foreign guest worker program. And so many other industries have entered into that that we're now seeing the cap being met. There's a cap of 66000 a year. And as a result, a lot of our folks are not getting the, the labor. Now, within the last two years, it hasn't been that big of a problem because of the pandemic. We've, most of the dates have been canceled. But, yes, it's a huge, huge problem for our industry. And Greg, moving forward, what things can be implemented on a local level to solve some of those employment issues? Well, we've been advocating in Washington for many, many years on this issue, um, but really it's the constituents um, that are in the states that have the fares that need to be the ones that are voicing their opinion to help us. And, and so far they've been pretty cooperative. It's just Washington is Washington. Another topic we've seen across industries is the issue of finding supplies and getting them in a timely manner. So how have these supply chain issues impacted the carnival industry? So so just like the fair industry, the carnival industry is a very resilient group of people. So, yes, there have been substantial supply chain issues, um, but we also are dealing with resourceful people that will find a way to make the show go on. Um, the real problem is, you know, some of the pricing has gone by f- times four, times five. So uh, at some point, the consumer is going to start to feel a little bit of this. And you mentioned before the H-2B program that brings in workers from other countries for a specific period of time. But how does that program work specifically for carnivals? So the, the program is rather complex, but it's, it's not an immigration program. It's a guest foreign worker program. Um, in a real quick nutshell, basically the employer has to demonstrate that there, there's no U.S. worker that will do that job, and um, there's a process by which you do that. So then you send that to the Department of Labor, who certifies that you have a job that Americans are not willing to do, and then we can try to go out and, and fill that job. The problem is right now there's 137,000 of those certifications and only 66,000 workers are allowed to fill those positions. Again, that's Greg Chico, the Outdoor Amusement Business Association president and CEO, who says that programs like H2B run through the U.S. Department of Labor are what allow carnivals to operate in the way they do, including traveling across the country throughout the year to bring excitement to local community members. Moving forward, he says there is much more to do on a local level to ensure that carnivals have the employees to stay in business and can continue to support the communities they travel to. From the Wisconsin Association of Fairs annual convention in the Wisconsin Dells, I'm Taylor Schaefer. Great job, Taylor. And if you haven't had a chance to see some of the pictures that Taylor has posted at the Wisconsin Fair Association Convention, check them out. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was unchanged at 183. 40-pound block cheese, that gained five and a quarter cents to 204 and three quarters. Double-A butter, another big day, up six and a quarter cents on Tuesday to 284 and a quarter Per pound. Overnight, we've got March corn currently trading down a half at $6 even. March soybeans are down four at $13.82. March wheat's down a half at $7.69. July new crop unchanged at $7.69. Currently, February milk's down 16 cents at $22.04. March milk's down 19 cents currently at $21.90 a hundredweight. Don't forget today is the World Ag Supply Demand Report that will hit the market at 11 a.m. Central Time. Coming up next, it's the first conversation of 2022 with our Wisconsin beef producers. Caitlin Riley with the Wisconsin Beef Council in next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Escape the madness of the everyday workday and join the slope-loving crew at Tyrol Basin. Tyrol Basin is seeking the right individuals to fill winter season positions. As a team member, you'll be assisting guests in having fun and safe experiences in the snow. 
pays up to $14 an hour. Tubing Bartender helps serve up a variety of alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages up to $15 an hour plus tips. Tyrol is also looking for a lead cook for the Tyrol Chalet, $15 to $20 an hour. These are immediate openings that can transform your boring winter into powdery profit. Skiing, snowboarding privileges, along with meal and retail shop discounts. Escape the madness of the everyday workday and apply at TyroBasin.com. TyroBasin.com. TyroBasin is an equal opportunity employer. The Bergstrom used car sale is underway at all Bergstrom locations. Get 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Plus, inventory grows daily. Shop Wisconsin's largest used vehicle inventory, all with upfront pricing, including their exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. These vehicles are Primo Prime Select and Certified. Warranty included. Swap your old beater for something neater as Bergstrom will give you top dollar for your trade-in. Plus, 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Two approved credit on 2016 and newer vehicles. Older vehicles qualify for different rates. See store for details. Stop into any Bergstrom location today or shop and purchase at BergstromAuto.com. Hurry! Bergstrom's financing offer during the used car sale ends January 31st, 2022. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again for Checkoff Chats, brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Beef Council. And, of course, that's driven entirely by your beef producer dollars. And that includes our dairy industry, of course, and also by our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Barns. They're a proud sponsor of these Checkoff Chats. You can find out more at equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing needs. Caitlin Riley is in studio with us, communications coordinator for the Wisconsin Beef Council. And as you might expect, we're into a new calendar year now. Good time to take a look back and make resolutions moving forward, and that's kind of what we're talking about today, Caitlin. Let's start off looking back at 2021. Of course, the Wisconsin Beef Council works very closely with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. That's a contractor to the Beef Checkoff. They did a little market research on the holiday season 2021 and what it meant to the beef industry. Update us on that. That's right. They went through and they found ways that we can incorporate beef into the holidays, whether that was going outside our typical thought process and working with a Hallmark channel because we knew that a lot of consumers were going to be sitting at home watching those movies with their families, but also ways that we could make beef an affordable part of their holiday season. We're seeing more and more that people were concerned by those price points and values. So finding ways that we could talk about ways to cook those roasts and values at home, but in doing that, We're thinking about our consumers of all ages because you're pulling up those high chairs for the holiday meals as well as grandpa's chair there. So how can we make beef a part of the diets for every single consumer there? And that's where they did a survey of our parents trying to see whether or not they're feeding their children beef, if they are or are not, what those reasons were. So they surveyed more than 900 parents and they try to find out what their perceptions were for feeding beef to children. And consistently, they wanted to focus on the nutrition nutritional value, safety, and taste. The second tier for 
parents, but it's child's preference because I have a young niece at home. and I know if she doesn't want to eat something, she's not going to eat it. So making sure that they're going to be able to enjoy that availability in store. Are they going to be able to find it in stock and incorporate that into their recipes? And they're also looking at those vitamins, minerals, and proteins, trying to figure out whether or not their child's going to actually be able to digest this type of protein in their day-to-day life and safety. I know you and I were chatting slightly off air, Pam, about, you know, some people might raise an eyebrow and you say, hey, why aren't you feeding your baby beef? Choking is obviously a hazard that parents are thinking about. And so what NCBA did is they decided to take this research and work with health professionals and pediatricians to be able to find ways to assure parents that you can incorporate beef into a healthy diet for your children of all ages and give them the tips and tricks for how to make that feasible. Well, because the stigma is there, judging by the response of those 900 parents, uh, the things we just uh, lit on are exactly what worries them. So that's kind of a New Year's resolution for our beef checkoff dollars, helping those parents better understand how beef can be incorporated into that very young person infant's diet. Now, You know, Caitlin, I think a lot of people are going to say at first blush, now, wait a minute, how big an audience is that to target with my checkoff dollars? It's not necessarily about the individual at this stage. It's about uh, the pattern, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, if we start these children with developing a taste for beef starting at six months of age, because that's when their iron stores start to naturally deplete. So that's when we do need to fill them with these iron rich animal proteins. And so if we could get them having a hankering, a taste for it, then I would hope or assume that this could develop eating patterns that last throughout their childhood and even into their adulthood when they're the next generation of consumers choosing which proteins to put on their plates and their children's plates in the grocery stores. And they're can be ways to incorporate it no matter what age your child is. You know, if it's six months old, you can puree your beef. Uh, There's mash options, shredded, and those help develop not only the nutrition values that your child needs, but also those motor skills. You know, we're talking about the different textures and flavors and the chewing patterns, and we're also thinking about their grip, their ability to grasp and grab these proteins. And so it's really all-encompassing when you think about what you're feeding your children and how this is going to impact their future dietary choices and also their ability to grow and develop physically and mentally. Kaylin Raleigh in studio with us, Communications Coordinator with the Wisconsin Beef Council. This is Checkoff Chats, brought to you courtesy of Your Beef Checkoff Dollars and our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association. So this is a part of what we'll see in calendar year 2022. They're calling it Every Bite Counts. Uh, So for producers that are out there, what should they expect to see and hear, uh, experience with our checkoff dollars in this message, Kaylin? We have a lot of different ways of carrying out this campaign. And here locally in Wisconsin, we're trying to enhance these national efforts. One of those strategies is to deliver in-office physician outreach kits to more than 1,300 pediatric professionals. Now, that has detailed information about introducing beef as a complementary first food. They also have the latest science on beef and health and ways that they fit with my plate and those dietary guidelines for Americans. So making them actionable in our day-to-day lives. 
They also have peer-to-peer education with scientists and pediatricians, registered dietitians, and other health professionals with turnkey presentations. And what's so important about that is that survey that we talked about earlier, Pam, showed that parents want to hear this information from pediatricians and health professionals. So if we can deliver them with the resources that they need to share this information with others in their career field, that would hopefully create a ripple effect where we continue this educational process. We're also working with influencers on social media, and these aren't just any Joblo influencers. You know, we have dietitians that have established blogs and Instagrams, and they can give these how-tos for parents for incorporating beef into a healthy diet. Some examples of the influencers we're working with, in case you want to go follow them, are Wellness for the Win, MJ and Hungry Man, The Clinic Dietitian, and Shaw Simple Swaps. I always have to say that one slowly. It's quite the tongue twister. And so in reality, our beef producers might not see what we're doing if they're not in those pediatrician offices, if they're not in those healthcare groups. But that doesn't mean that we're not out there utilizing their dollar to drive demand for beef because we're focusing it on targeting the audience that can utilize and take action with the materials we present to them. With the trusted sources that they're looking for. and But we may see some of those messages uh, trickle through, through different uh, advertising campaigns and also uh, recipes, which if I was a young mother, I'd be looking for or unique recipes to help deliver those goods. Yeah, you're right, Pam. You know, at beeftips.com and beefisbutsfordinner.com, we have more recipes than you could probably try in a lifetime with that incorporate beef. But they're going through and they're editing those recipes, not removing items, but adding suggestions or enhancements so that parents don't have to worry about making their meal and making a separate meal for their infant and toddler, but finding a way to make one full family meal that they can enjoy together. An example of that is our Lazy Day Beef and vegetable soup recipe. Angie Horkin, our director of marketing, she does more than a dozen television interviews featuring recipes each month. And this is one of her recipes for this month. We're talking about soups because it's a warm comfort time of the year. And an added suggestion was to use no salt added chickpeas if you're going to be feeding this to infants or toddlers. And also if you're looking at the pasta, think about the pasta sizes. And they had suggested a pasta size about the size of an adult's pinky because those kids, if you want them to start thinking about self-feeding, that's something that they can grab with their hands versus smaller pieces of pasta. So those ideas that I would have never thought about and ways to make sure that you're not adding one more thing on your plate and preparing a separate meal for your child. And also it helps them feel like they're a full part of the family. I know these kiddos are youngsters, but it starts with that psychological idea too of I'm part of this. We're eating the same meal together as a family. Caitlin Riley in studio with us. We're talking about every bite counts. That is something that's been spearheaded by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, a contractor to the beef checkoff, and now carried through with our Wisconsin beef checkoff dollars. Like she said, working specifically with those pediatricians so that they are well aware of the nutritional benefits of beef in an infant's diet and then carrying it through so that parents can implement it as well. A New Year's resolution, every bite counts. By the way, those recipes, if you're interested, in jump-starting the process available now at beeftips.com or follow the Wisconsin Beef Council across all social media platforms. Caitlin Riley in studio with us, Communications Director for the Wisconsin Beef Council, and of course, our other partners that are happy to bring you Checkoff Chats, Equity Cooperative Livestock, proud sponsor of these conversations. You can visit them at equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing